Good morning. Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. Charlie Baker was peppered with questions about the safety of the MBTA after another derailment occurred this past Tuesday. Fortunately, no one was injured on this most recent derailment, and it seems like it involved the older redline cars, since newly manufactured redline vehicles are still sidelined after that derailment, which occurred this past March from one of the new orange line trains. And this is just one of many instances of how decades of lack of investment have led to the MBTA being a health risk. Earlier this month, a Boston University professor fell to his death through a rusted closed-off staircase. There was a green line crash in July that injured more than two dozen people. So let's see if the State House will continue their two-decades-long project of gutting public transportation in the state, or if they will use their surplus to actually make investments. Sticking with the MBTA, during a meeting this past Tuesday, officials presented the preliminary routes that expanding the Silver Line bus service could have, which could reach into Everett, Medford, Malden, Somerville, and Cambridge, as well as Charlestown and parts of downtown Boston. A draft of the map that was presented shows six potential overlapping routes which circle through Everett and then loop back to either Kendall Square or to downtown Boston through East Somerville or Charlestown. There would almost certainly need to be some expanded bus lanes to accomplish this, something that I and many public transportation advocates will call them support. And the entire analysis of this idea won't be completed until next spring, but I would certainly love to see it. The Attorney General alleges that Manuel Duran stole at least $1.5 million during his time running a Massachusetts homeless shelter, though he was already making a salary of $268,000 a year, should have been red flag number one, as the head of Casanueva Vida. He also apparently designed an elaborate scheme that he secretly rented his own properties to that very same nonprofit, charging exorbitant rents and then just pocketing the cash. He was the top official at Casanueva from 2003 until earlier just this year and is scheduled to be arraigned on October 20th and faces some serious prison time. I could go off in a dozen different directions about the use of nonprofits in our society, but let's just say a nonprofit who pays their top person over a quarter of a million dollars a year to provide shelter for people who are homeless might not be the best system to address these problems. The union representing Massachusetts prison guards are following in the footsteps of the state police and suing the Baker administration over its vaccine mandate, which is still scheduled to take into effect despite the best efforts of our police by October 17th. And again, according to the law, all state workers need to be fully vaccinated or claim a personal medical or religious exemption by October 17th or could face discipline up to and including termination. The Correctional Officers Union has roughly 4,000 members. And similar to the police, I have to imagine this is a combination of one, right-wing anti-vax 
beliefs, which are held by prison guards. And two, the union trying to use it as a bargaining chip to make more money. Charlie Baker has extended a policy that was set to expire today until April 1st, 2022, which would allow workers to take time off to care for family members who have come down with COVID-19 or to get their own vaccination or booster shots. This extension, which described as being breezed through the legislature on Monday, will allow up to five days of paid leave for workers infected with COVID-19 or who need to take time off to get vaccinated to care for family, etc. Under the state law, public and private employees asking for time off will be paid by their employers at their regular rate, up to $850 per week. And then employers are reimbursed by the state. Now, this is fantastic. And my largest concern is this is not a right that many workers are made aware of. As people have cited multiple times, their hesitancy, at least some, of getting the vaccination has been that they cannot take time off work. And even though this law exists, I wonder how many businesses and employers are pressuring their workers not to take advantage of it because they need the staffing. I would love to see a penalty somewhere should a worker come forward saying that their boss is not allowing them to do this. But still, great extension. And that's going to do it for today. If you haven't, take a little listen to the night show. I talk about some of these deeper topics in more detail than I get to do in the under eight minute rapid news segment. As always, if you haven't yet, scroll down five stars. If you want to send me a cup of coffee or a beer, my Venmo is in the link tree. And besides that, as always, take care and have a great rest of your day.